0: What's up, mi gente? Que onda, my people? Welcome to another episode of Camino del Ritmo. Today's episode, although there's only been two in Camino del Ritmo so far, it's going to be different than those two. It's going to be a solo episode, and I, your host, Junior Padilla, will be doing a sort of a sub chapter or a chapter on my of my collegiate career. So I've been meaning to kind of wrap up my my entire playing career in an episode so far up to this point um, and with today's episode you guys will see that wrapping up every decision, every step, um, even just in my collegiate career would make for an extremely long episode. So today's episode is going to be about my decision to transfer from UC Riverside to San Jose State. So before we get into the details of my transfer from UC Riverside to San Jose State, I'm going to give you guys um, the timeline of my so far six years in college um, so you guys can get a better understanding of where this took uh, this transfer took place. So my freshman year, fall of 2017 to spring of 2018, I was a redshirt at Cal State Fullerton. So I was on the soccer team there. Um, I trained with the team every day. I played in the spring games the following fall, so the next year. I joined Mount SAC, a community college in Walnut, California, in the L.A. County. I played there for two seasons, so those were my first two seasons of eligibility used. I did not use eligibility at Cal State Fullerton because I redshirted. So at Mount SAC, those were my redshirt freshman and redshirt sophomore years. Then... I signed to play at UC Riverside. The first year was the year that the season was canceled due to COVID. We did get that year back in eligibility. The year after that, I played at UC Riverside, which was my fifth year in college, but my third season. Because the first year was a redshirt year. And what would have been my third season was canceled due to COVID. So my third season was use in my fifth year of college. So I spent two years at UC Riverside only playing in the second year in official season. The first year we did play some spring games. Um, So at the end of my two years at UC Riverside I had one season left. I had my fourth season left to play and I decided to use that season as I started grad school and decided to do that here at San Jose State. So hopefully that gives you guys a good idea of kind of the timeline, what my journey was like, because obviously my journey leading up to to this point obviously played a factor in kind of my motives, my thought process, and, uh, and this decision. So I graduated in the spring of 2022, which is about a year ago, and that wasn't originally the plan. My plan was to graduate this fall from UC Riverside. Or, sorry, last fall. Now we're in the spring. Um, But this school year, my plan was to play at UC Riverside in the fall of 2022 and graduate that fall. The reason that was my plan was because of COVID. So when I signed for Mount SAC to play at UC Riverside, the... Just to... Just so everyone knows, the usual structure of a JUCO player, of a JUCO to four-year transfer is usually the player will have played two seasons at a community college and have two seasons left to play at the four-year. That's usually how it goes. Sometimes a player only played one year at the community college level and can have three years at the four-year level, which is something that a lot of college coaches like because they're able to get three years out of a player. In some cases, depending on what happened before a player was at the community college level or their eligibility clock, a player might only have one season left to play at the four-year school. But if that player is rated very highly by the coach and sees that as a worthy investment, then one season can be enough for for a player to make the transfer to the four-year but in my case, it was along with the usual structure of a transfer from a Juco to a four-year. But in the fall of 2020, when the NCAA announced that the season would be canceled that year and the Big West announced that there would not be Big West Conference that entire school year for, for men's soccer, the coach at UC Riverside, Tim Capello, he asked me and the other transfers if we would want to extend our our undergrad one more quarter. The UC, UC Riverside follows the quarter system, um, but to compare it to other schools, it would be just another semester. So I agreed. I thought that was a very easy decision. I obviously wanted to keep playing, so I thought, oh, I can... Maybe take it easy and graduate in two and a half years instead of two years. And I definitely want to play two seasons instead of one. I'll definitely take that option and play my two seasons here and graduate a quarter later than what was planned. So we're at a point where my timeline should look like it ends at fall of 2022 after spending two 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 and a half years at UC Riverside. So that's the plan moving forward. I'm locked in. For two seasons, and in this episode, we're going to be hopping a little bit in between different spots in this timeline. Um, I think that'll best best reveal like the uh, the thought process that I went through. Um, so we're at that point at you know my first few quarters at UC Riverside, where I'm looking forward to playing two seasons there and graduating in two and a half years. Now we fast forward to my second school year at UC Riverside, my first season. Season is going well. Up to this point, I've started every game, and we're playing at UCLA in, I believe, September. So it's uh, it's the last non-conference game. It's the last game before we begin the Big West Conference. And in the last few minutes of the game, I enter a tackle, and... I had a last-minute decision where I wanted to... I thought the ball was more towards me in this 50-50, and I wanted to make a pass thinking I had secured this duel already. So I started thinking about opening up my foot, making a pass. That 50-50 wasn't so much in my favor, and there was a big collision. wasn't a big collision in terms of there being a foul or... Um, or there being something noticeably wrong. But in terms of what I felt in my leg, there was a big collision. And uh, there were only a few few minutes left in the game. So I... maybe a minute left. So I was still able to, you know, run the rest of the game. Um, not sure if I touched the ball the rest of the game. We lost that game 2-1. And after the game, I didn't think much of it. I did get an ice pack on my knee, but took the bus back to Riverside went home and thought I would be good to start a conference the next day we had a training session and I remember passing the ball didn't feel too good and I'm not going to get too far into into uh, what happened with this with this injury or what could have been a really bad injury but basically um, after not feeling too well I asked to get an MRI I got the MRI and the the analysis of the MRI was a full ACL tear and the radiologist, the surgeon that would perform the surgery, if I if I really had torn my ACL, were sure of it in the beginning with this this uh, this MRI. But the MRI was done on a Thursday, and I was told the same day of the results of the MRI of the analysis by the radiologist that it was a full tear. Um, but on Tuesday of the next week, I met with who would perform the surgery if I were to have surgery, and he told me that. It was an incorrect reading and that my ACL was still pretty good and that I could continue playing that there wasn't a need to do surgery so so that was great news but during the week or you know five days in between that time I was wondering if I was going to medically redshirt which would give me that season back and give me two more years again right so I wouldn't have used the current season I would have gotten that entire season back and still had two years left so when i heard that i would be eligible for a medical red shirt or at least i was told that we would be able to appeal it because the percentage of minutes i had played at that time of the season was over the percentage that is automatically approved for a medical red shirt but i was told that if we if we appealed it we would probably we would probably get the the red shirt so at this time i'm thinking wait, I'm going to have two seasons left. Should I try to get my bachelor's in something else? So now that idea is in my head, and I'm going to take you guys to why I would be thinking that. So when I was at Cal State Fullerton and Mount SAC, I was majoring in kinesiology. It was something that really interested me, and obviously something that still interests me today as I'm getting my master's of science in kinesiology and sport management. However, UC Riverside does not offer kinesiology. So how did I end up at UC Riverside? Well, I changed my major. And I know in a previous video, when I used to vlog, I did say something about UC Riverside being kind of, in a way, the last option, which I want to clear up that I was really interested in going to UC Riverside when I was at Mount SAC. I was very keen on talking to coach Tim. In fact, I emailed him asking him to come watch me play. This was before I knew that they did not offer kinesiology. I remember I emailed several coaches, Tim was one of them, and every coach that I emailed, I, I was definitely interested in in playing for. Tim came to watch my game against Oxnard College. Funny story about that game is I came off like minute 15, I believe. I was doing pretty well and about 15 minutes in, I tried to do a 1-2 a on the top of the box, a give-and-go, and get it back, and the play didn't succeed, it didn't uh, didn't come to fruition, but as I was entering the box, I stepped on one of Oxnard's backs, Noah Dahlenmeyer, he's now at LAFC 2, shout out to him, he just got a, he. well now he's back with LAFC 2, but for a week he did get a, a short term first team contract i hope he gets a few more of those and i really hope that he signs with the first team but anyways i step on him on accident and i end up spraining my ankle so try to go for a few more minutes couldn't do it so i had to ask for the sub tim was at that game and the next day i remember i was in the wind center which is the student athlete study hall at mount Sac. i don't know if i emailed him after the game letting him know what happened Or if he just emailed me right away the next day. But he told me that he was there for the game. That it was unfortunate that I had to come off early. But that for those 15 minutes, he liked what he saw. So I was happy. So I responded. Um, Not sure what I responded with. But basically the conversation got to the point where... He asked me for my transcripts. Sent them to him. And then he told me that... The school does not offer kinesiology. So I was bummed out. And... I told him that it probably wasn't going to work out. Um, that was probably as far as I told him. But there were other schools that I was talking to that had kinesiology. So I didn't think sacrificing my major was going to be necessary. Fast forward to around April of that, of the next spring, I was left with few options of schools to choose from, but none that I really wanted to play at. So I decided that playing at the level that UC Riverside plays at was worth sacrificing my major. I texted coach Tim telling him that I would be interested in changing my major to an education major. He told me what the numbers would look like for me and I accepted right away. So I signed with UC Riverside. So that's the story of how I changed my major to go to UC Riverside. So now we fast forward back to the season after the ACL scare. I'm no longer thinking about a medical redshirt. What did happen though during, you know, in between Being told that I was going to need surgery due to a torn ACL, fully torn ACL, and being told that I was actually all right to keep playing. In between that time, I looked at all my credits, looked at my transcript at UC Riverside, and realized that I could still adjust my future quarters with with my schedules and graduate in the spring of 2022 because at first I thought, okay, I've been sort of delaying this undergrad instead of two years to finish in two and a half, because I would have already been one year and a half into it. I didn't think that it would be possible to speed up the the last of my of my undergrad enough to graduate in the spring. But I looked at the credits, and I realized that it would be possible. So I realized that I could graduate in the spring of 2022. Obviously, Just as the medical redshirt was thrown out the window, also was me getting a bachelor's somewhere else. But I had just started learning about graduate student-athletes. So I started learning about how lots of student-athletes were getting a scholarship to play at a school for just one year which I didn't know was a thing, let alone as common as it is. So season ends, and I started doing some research on schools that have a kinesiology master's program, specifically some schools in California, because I still couldn't believe that players could get schooling paid for to just compete for not even a whole year, but just for four months from August, which is preseason, to hopefully into November if the team makes it far. So I'm looking at schools in California because I'm thinking, well, I don't know if full scholarships are possible for graduate student athletes. I assume graduate school is a lot more expensive than than undergrad. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to try to get the most I can. and I don't want to pay for out-of-state tuition. So I'm thinking, okay, if I don't have to pay for out-of-state tuition, hopefully whatever's left after an athletic scholarship isn't that much. So I'm doing my research on schools in California that offer kinesiology master's degrees. I see that CBU offers a master's degree in kinesiology, but that was definitely out of the question. I wasn't going to transfer from UC Riverside to its crosstown rival CBU. There was no way. I see that Long Beach State has a sport management master's program with a low tuition, but they don't have a men's soccer team, so that was tossed out. And the last one in SoCal, I see that San Diego State offers a sport management master's degree, but... One of their coaches there was a coach when I was cut from Cal State Fullerton. So I thought, yeah, that's probably not going to work out. So I start shifting to NorCal. I see University of San Francisco has a sport management master's program. I message one of the players that I know, Dominic Valdivia. I ask him if there are other players on the soccer team that are in that program. He says he doesn't think there is and i see the cost at usf is about 60 grand a year and i'm thinking okay i don't know how much athletic scholarship i could get from there but if i don't get all of it there's probably going to be a lot left to pay for so i don't like into usf much so i see that san jose state has a sport management masters program and it was pretty tough to do to do research on it there was not much about the program online so it seemed like it almost didn't exist it was hard to do some research on it but I know they have one, and that's that I don't pursue San Jose State right away. However, around this time that I'm doing research, the San Jose Earthquakes have invited me to a combine in San Jose. I wasn't invited personally to this combine. Tim, Coach Tim from UC Riverside, told me and a few teammates about the combine and forwarded us an email, which was the Earthquakes Scout. Asking Tim to send him some players that um, that he felt would be capable of making the jump, maybe that season, to MLS Next Pro. So first, when I get the email about the combine, I'm not sure if I'm going to go because it's during our finals week at UC Riverside. And I was thinking, okay, I might end up somewhere else next year, but that's only going to happen if I graduate this spring. I remember I was struggling in some classes that fall, and I knew that if I didn't pass one of those classes, it was going to be really tough to graduate that following spring. So at first I told myself, I'm not going to go to this MLS combine because it could ruin a different plan. But then I see that the combine is going to be hosted at San Jose State's field, which I think, okay. I think that if San Jose State soccer is hosting this combine, the head coach from San Jose State may be there. And if in the future I decide that I would be interested in going to San Jose State, playing there and getting my master's degree, I think I would have a performance good enough to where if the head coach from San Jose State was there watching because it's on his field, I think that he would remember me. And if it came to where... I wanted to play for him. He would not hesitate because he would have seen me perform well alongside and against some of college's best players, which do play at this San Jose Earth Weeks combine. So then I'm at a crossroads because academically, I'm thinking, okay, I probably shouldn't go for looking at this just from an academic standpoint. I probably shouldn't go to this combine if I want to secure good grades in these classes this fall. Because securing these good grades will help me graduate this spring, which would lead to me getting my master's degree the next year and playing soccer in exchange for it. And on the other hand, I'm thinking San Jose State could very well be my destination for my master's degree and playing soccer there. So I should go to this combine because this could be exactly the reason that I end up getting my master's degree, and playing soccer for it. So I go to this combine with Polo and Oscar, my two teammates from UC Riverside and Oscar's brother. It It was a good trip. My first time playing at San Jose State. I really enjoyed the grass field. I did well the two games at the combine. I scored a goal in the first game and assisted in the second game, and I thought, okay, I think I did pretty well to where the earthquakes might be interested. But if San Jose State's head coach was here, I would definitely interest him. I didn't see the head coach and knowing him now, he lives a bit of ways away from the school. So my thought process probably didn't really happen the way I thought it was going to happen. But those were the things going through my head. And when we weren't playing in the combine, we were stuck in the hotel room. Just I was writing final papers. I had a final paper due each of the two nights we were there. And so me and the boys go back down to Socal and in my head I'm thinking, okay, I like this field. The area seemed pretty cool. We'll see if we'll see if I end up doing this. We'll see if I end up going into the transfer portal and telling coach Tim that I might not be here next fall. It all seems so so scary to me cuz I didn't want it to seem like I was leaving the usual way players go into the transfer portal. Because I know there was a lot of talk. Me leaving UC Riverside and coming to play here may have seemed like something was wrong at UC Riverside. Which was not the case. If you looked at it as either of us holding up our end of the initial agreement. I did my two years. Like I said, the normal structure for a transfer from a JUCO to a four-year is two years at the JUCO and two years at the four-year. I did two years at UC Riverside. Unfortunately, because of COVID, that meant only playing one season, the second season. And I do understand that I had, shortly after I arrived to UC Riverside, agreed to play my two seasons in two and a half years at UC Riverside and graduate in the fall of 2022. But I also didn't know about graduate student-athletes. I didn't know it was a thing. I never thought about getting my master's. Once I realized that you didn't need to have a bachelor's degree in the same subject as what you wanted to get your master's in, that's when I thought, oh, I really wanna get a master's in kinesiology. And once I realized that I could use my soccer to, to pay for my master's, I thought, okay, this is the chance for me to get a degree in something that I really like. I imagine that being at UC Riverside and recruiting players, Not having kinesiology is something very tough to deal with. I know a lot of players are majoring in kinesiology, which would be the same for JUCO players looking to transfer. I think about the kinesiology department here at San Jose State, and I know that San Jose State is very lucky to have the kinesiology department that it has, and I know that A school just having a kinesiology department does not guarantee you're going to have as interested and as invested professors as the ones here at San Jose State. Dr. Williams, Dr. Dow, Dr. Armstrong, those are the professors I've had here. And I'm sure that the rest of the team is very invested in in athletics here. So I do wish UC Riverside offered kinesiology because even though I had to change my major to, to play there, I don't regret it, and I definitely know that I'm not the only player to have taken a step back once hearing that Riverside does not offer kinesiology. It may seem like such a small detail, right? But I think the institution not offering kinesiology as a major is a big reason as to why the athletics department has struggled for the past few years and I would love for them to to add a a kinesiology undergrad I think that not only the coaches would want that also recruits would very much want that and I also know that the student body would want that as well and I know that it's not only student athletes being the students that are shied away from UC Riverside due to them not having kinesiology I know there's a bunch of students who love kinesiology in my kinesiology classes Here at San Jose State, a minority are student-athletes, so it isn't something that would just benefit the athletes and the coaches. So I won't dive too deep into my experience in the Transfer Portal, the conversations with UC Riverside, with San Jose State, the process, but what I will say is that I'm super grateful to Tim and the whole UC Riverside Men's Soccer Program. They allowed me to train there the entirety of the spring, to still make me feel like I was a part of the team going into the next season. I was still that much integrated into the team. They let me play in the spring games and I got more than the minutes I deserved because although it was very clear that I wasn't leaving for bad reasons, it still would have been okay for them to not let me participate in the spring just because spring is a preparation for the fall, for the next fall. And me being there is not preparation for the next fall there, right? We're not preparing for a team that includes Junior in the next fall here at Riverside. So they didn't need to do all that they did. Um, But obviously in my path, it was very useful to keep training at UC Riverside. And I can't imagine what I would have been doing last spring After I signed with San Jose State while I was at Riverside, you know, to make sure that I was still training in a team setting. So looking back at the whole process, part of what was so intriguing to me about making this transfer happen was that for the first time in a long time, I won't say the first time ever, because when I was in high school, I transferred from Fullerton Union High School to Sunny Hills High School, and that same season... We won CAF, and the team did really well, and I won lots of awards. So it definitely wasn't the first time what I'm about to say, but it felt like for the first time in a long time I was in complete control of where I was going. When I was at Cal State Fullerton, I got cut from the team my sophomore year, well my redshirt freshman year. So I ended up at Mount SAC, which I'm super glad I did, but the decision to have to go to a community college was not my decision. When I went from Mount Sac to Riverside, I'll reiterate that I really wanted to go to Riverside, but because kinesiology wasn't offered and I had lots of other schools that did offer kinesiology talking to me, I didn't think I needed to sacrifice my major. I did end up signing with UC Riverside, which I was very glad about. I was very stoked that I was able to play on a team and for an institution that I really liked obviously there was a little missing piece of me not having my desired major so that part wasn't didn't feel like it was in I was in complete control like I had to adjust to them not having kinesiology so it always felt like there was just something something missing right like yep you get to go to UC Riverside back to the big west where you were once cut from play for a good team at a UC which I don't take for granted but you're going to have to change your major. So there was always something where I didn't feel like I was in complete control. So when this idea of me getting my master's degree from San Jose State came up, me having played at the Earthquakes Combine that was hosted at San Jose State, I sort of came up with this plan. And also, I was working at Toka Football at the time, at Toka Chino Hills, or in Chino Hills at the Toka. And at the time, while I was in the portal, beginning my talks with San Jose State or before I began my talks with San Jose State toka the company told us trainers that the company was expanding to new locations and I got this gut feeling like I have this feeling that one's gonna be in the bay so a few weeks later while this is still going on I asked Ryan Montgomery the lead trainer at Toka Junior Hills ask him hey where's the uh, where are the other locations for the new toka? Toka training centers. And he tells me, uh, Nashville, this other place, San Jose. I hear San Jose. And I start thinking, no way, no way this is all happening like this. So, the long story short, that deal, the deal for Toka to acquire Silver Creek Sportsplex here in San Jose, falls through, but that happened after I signed with San Jose. And that wasn't like, a, it wasn't a factor as to why I was deciding to, to sign with San Jose State. But I did look at it as, like, just another another sign that meant this was this was a good decision that I was making. But besides that, it still felt like I was in complete control. You know, when I talk about cambio de ritmo and looking at it off the field, I like to look at things in the way that we are the person with the ball. So we're dictating what direction stuff goes in the speed right and I also like to look at it as if we're the defender and life work interests hobbies relationships have the ball and they're trying to sometimes change the speed on us change the direction and we're adjusting so for most of my college career I felt like I was always defending right having to adjust to you know, situations that happened. Also, another thing that really interested me was when I was at UC Riverside, I was living at home. So when I first signed to UC Riverside, I was living in Fullerton still, where I lived for almost 22 years. And after I signed, my dad was already looking at a house or houses in Rancho Cucamonga. And it just so happened that we ended up buying a house In Rancho Cucamonga and move there and I realize okay well I'm just gonna pocket some of this scholarship instead of spending it on rent and just drive 30 minutes to school right that's a light drive I'm still very happy about that decision to commute so I definitely am glad that you know I was able to save that money and commute from Rancho Cucamonga to Riverside rather than having my family at home in Fullerton and then having to either make that commute from Fullerton to Riverside or pay rent to live in Riverside, but I definitely was looking forward to moving out finally, right, and living with my teammates at Riverside. I had looked at a few houses, or I had looked at one house with my teammates, um, but then my family decided to buy this house in Rancho Cucamonga, which I'm very glad they did, but it obviously changed my plan again, which I was so used to. So then I was like, okay, it's going to be the same thing. I'm driving from home, going to training, my classes are on Zoom. It just didn't feel like I was getting this, you know, this complete experience that I wanted. So with transferring to San Jose State, or it's kind of tough. I don't like to say transfer because I didn't leave in the middle of anything, right? Like I finished my degree and I started a degree here. It's still a transfer, but there's got to be some other word for it instead of transfer, maybe like extension or addition of education, and college soccer. But with coming to San Jose, I was I felt like I was in complete control, which hadn't happened in a long time with me moving out to San Jose, which was something that I really wanted to experience. I wanted to experience living with teammates. I definitely got that living with six other guys on the team in one house. We do keep it very clean, by the way. Nothing like the soccer house on 9th Street. And coming up here, there was one missing piece or one part that was put on hold from my plan for those that don't know i am training with the san jose earthquakes too so the second team the team that competes in the mls next pro and up until recently i still had this feeling like ah, so close for stuff to go fully my way right like i did the school part i got up here i got everything paid for have my master's degree paid for? Did a good season at San Jose State, started every single game, and I'm at Quakes now. But you know, I'm with the second team, and I'm not signed. I'm just training. Recently, I got to, and I had played preseason games with Earthquakes too, and I had done well. Um, but it was all closed doors. We would wear training kits, which was still a really cool experience, but. Recently, I played in a friendly against Monterey Bay 2, so the team that's going to play in the USL 2 representing Monterey Bay FC, the team that's in the USL Championship. And although technically the level of a game is really it depends on your opponent, right? Like for us, Earthquakes 2, that game was like a USL 2 game. And for Monterey Bay FC 2, it's more like, okay, we played a MLS Next Pro Game And I've had my fair share of, of USL2 games, so in terms of the level of the game, it was something I've been used to, but what was cool is it was in front of two 3000 fans, I wore number 54, which was sweet, and shortly after that, I got to train with the first team, just to be able to look back and see that I got myself to this point to where I got to train with the first team of an MLS squad and I did well. If you if you told my 14 15 year old self, "Hey, you're going to have one training session with with an MLS team and you're going to do pretty well." I would be I would I wouldn't believe it. So, although it's probably not going to be topped off with a professional contract here, I at least got myself to this space. And it definitely feels like everything went to plan. Even though it's not me signing, I definitely feel like I was in complete control and I at least got myself to these spaces, to this place. So I've got training in about an hour and a half. So I've got to wrap this up right now and get out of this studio. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, if I were to try to wrap up my whole collegiate career let alone my entire soccer career in one episode it would be extremely long so i'm hoping to do a few more episodes like this and then as well i would like to do one that does wrap up my entire career my entire playing career i should say um which obviously wouldn't get into as much detail as this episode did but i hope you guys liked it wherever you guys are listening to if it's on apple spotify or youtube Please leave a thumbs up however you can leave a review whatever you guys thought about the the episode and I'll see you guys on the next one. All right, lates.